June 23, 2021. It's the Watt Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Uh, started to show off with John Coltrane doing Baya. And then Steve Dawson with I Will Never Stop Being Sorry. Um, Brother Matt, I love Grotto. Oh, tomorrow's two weeks since my uh, second Moderna shot for COVID-19. So I'm a little more protected. I'm, maybe uh, everything's, um, I, I think a week from tomorrow I'm going to do my first gig. But anyway, I'm not man alone. Even with Brother Matt not being here, because those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got Brother Steve Dawson from Chicago. Welcome aboard, Steve. Hey, how are you? Well, glad to have you aboard. Thank you. <laughs> so, let's get into your journey through music. All right. Okay, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Um, earliest would be uh, seventh grade. I learned, I took a guitar class um, just out of the blue, sort of on a whim. And I had this great, this was in Idaho, in Haley, Idaho, because we had just moved there. We moved there after the school year had started. So I, I took guitar because I had to fill out my schedule. And uh, I, I landed in this class uh, led by a woman named Linda Terry, who was an Idaho fiddle champion, but she was also like a full-on this was like the middle 70s, so she was a, a, a hippie lady and just loved music and this sort of spiritual connection of, of music and songs and just set me on a course of just loving loving songs and loving music and uh, trying to, you know, trying to find connections within songs and music. That's beautiful. There's nothing a music person can do for another music person except enlighten them and inspire them like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you, before Idaho, I lived in Blackfoot for a few months because there was an army reactor. My pop was an engine room. They needed nuclear Navy real quick, so he got trained. Wow. Yeah, uh, Atomic City, Blackfoot. Wow. So, there's a, a place called Craters of the Moon or something like that. Yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. it was... Uh, yeah, no, I remember driving through there uh and we stopped at a gas station and we we asked for water and the woman was like, oh, our water is not good here. <laughs> now, <laughs> before Idaho, you were California, right? Yeah, San Diego. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you about the pet? Now, when you took that guitar class, was that the first time? What I'm getting to is, was there any instruments in the pad you grew up with? My dad got us a guitar when I was really young, but we didn't know what to do with it. Nobody knew how to play it. Uh, there was a neighbor that tuned it once, which I thought was like this kind of magical <laughs> wizardry that this guy was able to tune it, but I didn't know what to do with it. So, um, and I, I don't know what my dad was thinking. I mean, he got a guitar, but he didn't, there was no plan to have lessons or anything like that. He just probably thought it would be cool to have a guitar in the house, but like so it was just, yeah, it was this kind of like magical object that no one knew how to do anything with. So it, it just sat there. And so, yeah. I've heard the same thing about piano. You just have a tab in the pad, even though no one's yeah. playing it. Okay. What was the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, uh, Night at the Opera by Queen. Oh, wow. And the first gig you saw? The first gig... Well, I went with my parents to see a double bill of Chicago and uh, Santana at the San Diego Stadium. Wow. 
summer, an outdoor summer show. Because you're seventies like me, you know, arena rock. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. now, uh, you said you took that, 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 that school in Idaho actually had a music program where they taught guitar. That's kind of yeah. unusual, but did you do the other shit like marching band or choir? I did. I did not ever do marching band. I never played an instrument that would have been in the band. I would have liked to. I just never did. I, I remember when I was still in San Diego, I wanted to learn how to play trombone, but my, my mom was like, you're not playing trombone. Bass so clef. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not playing trombone. So that didn't happen. So uh, I, I was in choir briefly in Idaho. But I thought uh, I, just, I didn't like the choir director. He was super sort of stiff and weird. It just didn't feel right. So I, I didn't. Well, you know, like it. like the good luck you have with the lady guitar teacher. Yes. The teacher. The, it's the person. Right. Not, right. Not, not so much the mission. But if they can't bring it because they ain't got the people skills, it ruins right. everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you get. Not, I'm assuming this was an acoustic guitar. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, do you do acoustic as a man alone or like, I'm not talking about a graduation, but in the afternoon, do you do the garage band, basement band, bedroom band with friends? Oh, in high school? Well, whatever school. <laughs> uh, I had In high school, I, I made up a, yeah, we had a little band that, that uh, played covers and I started writing some songs for that and we played some high school dances and stuff. Did this uh, band have a name? It was Eyes with a Z, E-Y-E. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, can I you remember I, the first Eyes gig? Oh, geez. I know we played at, at a hockey rink. Like, we played on the ice. <laughs> I did that At a once. hockey rink. <laughs> Because someone's dad had a connection there or something. I mean, it was, you know, the sound was terrible and <laughs> it was freezing. Uh, that might be one of the very first gigs. So. Yeah, one time, I mean, I was a grown man, but this was the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City and Perk, Nels and myself, Banyan, we did a gig on the hockey ice rink outside when it was snowing. Oh, wow. <laughs> my fingers i couldn't bend them they were like fucking dowels i was wearing a yeah. pink coat <laughs> yeah 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 so but would you consider that first eyes gig a success or just getting through it probably was a success yeah you know i mean at that point everything is a brand new experience yeah. so uh just playing outside of the garage is is a big deal and I'm sure it was terrible, but you know, it's, I'm, it, it probably felt great. And, uh, and you did, know, they didn't probably... throw shit, right? If they didn't throw shit, it's gotta be some kind no, of success. No. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I've had a lot of gigs where people threw shit, all kind of oh, really? batteries hurt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you get, you get messy and smelly with puke and the sacks of shit, but uh, the batteries hurt. Motherfuckers. Ouch, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> enough about me, more about you. So you said you wrote some songs for this band, Eyes. Yeah. Can you remember your first song you wrote for the Eyes? Um, I think the first song 
was this kind of epic uh, sort of ballad that turned, like it was maybe me trying to do Stairway to Heaven or something like that. So it started out slow and it or built. Or Bohemia City. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to write an epic rock experience, you know, and it was just super dumb. And Long I remember parts. working on I do remember working on it really hard, but um, I don't know what, you know, if anything came of it. I, we probably, you know, copied a couple of cassettes of it and passed it around a little bit. But mostly it was just me trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. Right. I only wrote one song as a teenager. I think one. I know for sure there was one called Mr. Bass, King of Outer Space. Uh, <laughs> nice. Doing a bass solo and blowing the rest of the band off the stage. Obviously, bass player had some issues. <laughs> well, there was a lot of hierarchy, right, with arena rock. Bass was like right field in Little League where you put your retarded friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad I'm D. Boone's mod did put me on bass. I want to play here. This is all there is. <laughs>
Well, we were staring into our palms. The safety was released. The snapping of the shelf. Murder in the streets. So this is how we fall. With these final years, can we at least try to be kind? Try to be kind. Try. It might have all gone different. Chemistry failed. That tree just had to come down. Blind rage prevailed. Oh, say can you see? With these final hours, can we at least try to be kind? For Pedro show, uh, Steve Dawson was. This is all there is. That's a great title. You can't copyright a title. It's true. Yeah, Mike Cooper and John Raskin after that with Rask Cooper, Bombas Prendon with Guitar Manderson. A little phonetic spelling there, people. Sam Lock Ward out of Iowa City's with the Tears of Leonard Cohen. Then Brian. <laughs> This band's called Brian with an exclamation mark. And I think that that's the drummer's name. Stan Paul. Yeah. Hence, quote the Raven. And Brett Netson after that with the cover of Bobby Dylan's Master War. Hanson Potker, Treat Her Right. And finally, while we were staring into our palms, Steve Dawson and Funeral Bonsai Wedding. Okay, this one I played earlier, but the rest of them are all in the third act. Uh, you know, I asked you about the songwriting because, you know, 70s, like 
in Pedro, we didn't know anybody wrote their own songs. It was hmm. it seemed that stuff came back with the movement. Now I have people on the show; they were writing songs right out the gate. So I just think that's a bitching thing. Now, now, when you graduate high school, do you uh, do the academic thing and to continue your music? I went to the Berklee School of Music in Boston. So wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the only. It was the only college at the time that offered like uh, guitar, like non-classical guitar as a major. So I, other than I guess the Guitar Institute in Florida was, but I I didn't want to go there, so I ended up at Berkeley. You know, I had Tom Blum Blum on the show last time, and he said he went went to Cal Arts because they were the only ones offered a classical guitar. I mean, this was early seventies. Oh. Okay, yeah. but but. How was the experience? It was okay. I mean, there's so many gifted people that end up going there. So it was, you know, going from Idaho where I was, you know, kind of like the best guitar player in a town of, well, you know, a little town of 5,000 people to this place where the, the sort of like the best musicians from everyone's hometown all went it was pretty daunting and pretty uh like uh revealing or whatever the word is it's like oh geez i have a lot of work to do you know uh, uh, one of the things people i asked when i asked them that question they found that value was the connects yeah but in some ways it got like sports it was kind of competitive yeah i didn't really dig the competitiveness i but it helped me sort of focus on the fact that I I wanted to write songs more than I wanted to become like a player, you know, or, like or a music teacher. <laughs> yeah, well, I am a music teacher now. Yeah. But that, <laughs> I know. But, the, but I thought you taught you, you taught songwriting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is different, you know. Yeah, it's teaching. Yes, it is. It's sort of like getting people to open up to their own creativity. Absolutely. So it's. It's not about learning scales or chords right. or right. anything like that. It's more just having people find their voice and giving them encouragement, really. No, I think that's a great attitude to come from because otherwise it turns into sports and shit and just these, you know, who, right. can, who can wear the Paganini cape at the correct angle and play 10 big <laughs> notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? It turns into like, you know, Mozart's daddy whoring out his Mozart, <laughs> just for some fu fucking, uh, you know, kind of, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, a regimen that you mastered. It's not really an expression of feeling is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. You know, I will say that Chicago is a great city for music on the level that you're talking about, like the non-competitive uh, aspects of music. It seems like people here are in it for the right reasons. You know, here's the worst thing. Using John Coltrane's giant steps to cut each other. Uh, I know. You can't I find a picture that. of John Coltrane without compassion in his eyes. And they're using right. his music to make people feel small. Yeah. Humans, yeah. We, we, we take turns being assholes and cool people. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, back to your journey. So, you know, first time I saw Berkeley School of Music ID card, it's on the Richard Hell and the Voidoids Blank Generation record. The Bob Quine, I think he went there for one semester. Oh, there. really? Okay. Yeah, because I the only Berkeley I knew was a school up in NorCal. Right, <laughs> right, area. right. 
So I didn't know. So, but I've heard a lot since. And and the, you know, it's a mixed bag, like most things, human. So what do you do after that, Steve? I uh, moved to Chicago. So I moved to Chicago in uh, in eighty seven. Well, what was yeah. it by luck that because you're saying it was a great place, you know, environment for music? So. Oh yeah, I had a friend living here who was playing a lot of shows and um, rent was pretty cheap. And uh, he just told me this is a great place to be. I, I couldn't afford to stay in Boston; it was too expensive. Oh, yeah. There wasn't there was wasn't enough gigs to play, and I I don't know. I I just I it seemed like I needed a change, and my friend was here, so I had a place to crash, you know. And it um it ended up being great. I I've stayed. <laughs> so when you were in Boston, you didn't involve yourself in the touring stuff. No, no, I did. I was kind of doing the folk scene i was trying to there was a there's a really great sort of boston cambridge acoustic music scene there always has been oh yeah i think canned heat that that guy who sang like the owl oh yeah 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 and i think bonnie Raitt came up through there and um uh well i'm drawing a blank right now but there was a little there's a little club that's still around called passim that i i was starting to play at and i was thinking about sort of just doing that, like sort of going the folk singer route. Well, I ask because New, New England's, you know, being a SoCal guy, and yeah. you got the fucking Rocky Mountains, you know, I-40, I-10. And <laughs> so you, you look at a map and you go, wow, if I lived in New England, look at all them fucking gigs. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. Yeah. Everything's then, pretty close. But then you forget about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you moved to Chicago. Uh you're doing man alone stuff right at this time like like you say folk singing and yes but i pretty quickly met some other musicians including uh diane christensen who is now my wife and and uh we've been married since 1990 but um we started playing as a trio the trio turned into a quartet with a bass and then we got a drummer and then so within about a year and a half we were a a little sort of rock, rock, twangy rock band called Stump the Host. Ensemble. Yeah. Now, does, does Stump the Host tour? A little bit. We were just, again, we were a pretty young band and just trying to figure it out. Sure. Um, we started get like, we got good press in CMJ. We released a cassette, you know, and uh, um, we made a trip out to New York a couple of times, I think, and got some interest from record labels and stuff, but the band, it just wasn't built for touring. I know you know how that goes. You know, we just, oh, yeah. it just, it just, the personalities weren't working. It didn't, it just kind of fell apart. It fell apart as we started moving into that area. I tried to tell people that like, if the skills ain't that good, you just do more practice, but you can't fix character. Or yeah. the, the lack of thereof. <laughs> I mean, everyone was, it was like you know, people's like anxieties or something. It wasn't, everyone was a good person. It's just like, it didn't, it didn't work. I remember having, like we'd get back from a trip and I would be on the phone with different people in the band for hours, just trying to work out everyone's like mental state. And it wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it wasn't, totally, um, totally. and it wasn't about like anyone was being an asshole or anything. It was just like worry and, 
and like why did this happen and i was just like i i can't i can't do this so yeah stump gets stumped (laughs) (laughs) it was a great band we were a great band live i mean that we had a lot of uh a lot of good energy the guitar player was incredible um and he stopped playing music. So, that, you know... You know, that happened after, with Amin Ali, uh, Rashid Ali's son. Great bass man. He just quits. It's so crazy. Well, look at... Uh, you know, a good example, Arthur Rimbaud. I think he does poems two, three years. Is that right? That's, I didn't yeah, know that. he ends up running guns in Abyssinia. Oh, geez. So some wow. people... Yeah, there's Elvin Jones. You're up on stage with an oxygen tank till you die, right? The wheels fall. Right. And then there's other cats... <laughs> It's just a short little piece of their their life. Yeah, yeah. That's a trip. Other people, I think, you know, you get bit, you can't let it go. Right. Other cats, they didn't really get bit, but they might have a good talent, but that don't matter, and they let it go. Yeah, it's interesting. People are complicated, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that's what's kind of neat about it, too, because there ain't just one way to do it. And it's just like everybody's got different thumbprints and at the same time so much in common. That's why I think it's a great fabric to connect humans. Yes. Okay. We're at the end of the – yeah, I don't mean to get all like (laughs) preaching. But at the end of the first hour, June 23, 2021, Dish Watt, Peter Show, special guest Steve Doss. Hold tight for hour two. June 23, 2021. It's the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
trapped inside this building I am banging at the walls On an upper floor I am shouting from the window But the window panes are thick so You cannot hear me And you cannot see me
tenor saxophone He had his way of talking Was a language of his own Life story, love and glory If you listen when he plays it for you Now listen Feeling 
Watford Sounds Pico Show. We start off the second hour. Last flight out. Steve Dawson and Funeral Bonsai Wedding. Yeah, and Pico's Bonsai. So that that's the trees that they grow real little. It's not 10,000 years for somebody to live long. Exactly. Ben, yeah, right. Uh, ben Salter after that from Tasmania with Trap. Lucas Abella from nearby Sydney with Black Mold. Of course, there's a U there, right, England. Uh, Rick Weaver, uh, brand new from him. Uh, I think this is uh, Charlie Mingus. Goodbye, Pork Pie Hat for uh, Lester Young, right? Because he liked wearing them. Uh, Kiwi Jr. after that, Toronto. But they're actually Maritime. One day I got to play Maritime. It's just such a fucking hell right. But I'll do it. The thing you love is killing you. No, murder in the cathedral. And then thing is love. Uh, uh, you love is killing you from Dolly Varden. So is this the next band after Stump? Yes. So as as Stump the host fell apart, uh, Diane and I wanted to keep singing together, and we started putting together a new band and sort of like gathering up musicians that we knew and and. Um, yeah, so Dolly Varden was born. Stump the Host ended around 93. Dolly Varden was born sometime in late 94. Our first record came out in 95. And how would you say it was different? I mean, obviously it's different people, but it, and, and listen to the music, with you and your wife being the core, it, yeah. it's still kind of like, you could tell it's uh, maybe not the same boat, but from the same port. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And... Um, I think maybe slightly more nuanced would be the word, a little more flexible in terms of what we were capable of playing, um, which isn't to say Stump the Host didn't have nuance, but we kind of did one thing really well, which was this kind of rave up twangy stuff. And Dolly Varden is maybe a little more uh, ballad heavy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's so well, hard. Well, th no, this is a problem. Well, let me ask you your opinion on this, Steve. The idea genre. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> eight, it's, at some point, ain't music just music? Right, right. I, I've never thought of, I've never thought of music in categories when I'm making it, or even really. I'm, I guess if I want to listen to like. I want to hear some classic country, or I'll pull out a George Jones record because I want to hear that. That's specific genre related, but yeah, well, I would call it a George Jones record. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, yes, yes. I remember I worked in this record store, and um, they sold a lot of uh, blues and jazz records, and they had a clientele of a lot of older black people that came in. And it was great. I loved it. It was called the Jazz Record Mart, this kind of legendary Chicago store. And I was playing Bobby Bland, oh, yeah. and I referred to Bobby Bland as a blues singer. And one of the guys, one of the old guys said, well, I never thought of him as a blues singer. I just thought of him as, as a singer of songs, like just a guy that sings songs. You know, I was like, oh, OK. That's, that's a good that's point. A nice, yeah. Good yeah, point. it's a nice way of looking at it. In fact, I heard him called a blues shouter. Yeah. So that's even oh, another okay. level of ghetto Berlin Wall label. Right. <laughs> right. Subdivide. You know, whatever yeah. fucking gulag bullshit words you want to call about <laughs> this shit. But we're using razor wire in our words. Right. Plus a lot of those a lot of those guys, those old time soul singers, 
grew up listening to the Grand Ole Opry. If you read interviews with those guys, they're like, oh, they loved Hank Williams. and Oh, absolutely. You know, Hunt. Nick yeah. Tosh has wrote a book called The Twisted Roots of Country and Rock and Roll, right? And he's yeah. talking about shit like, well, Roy Acuff, right? A Jewish songwriter. And then Minstrel being a big <laughs> right? Yeah, which is like, you know, people, your listeners out there, uh, if you want a shortcut on that, insight of uh, al jolson the jazz singer right which is a great movie and stuff but kind of trippy <laughs> well right his daddy wants him to be a canner but hey pop this is the new land you know i want to be my own man so i, I can see on this level but yeah when you start mixing in these kind of yeah what do you call this appropriations or whatever i mean you had brothers doing blackface it got so popular crazy right i know i know i know but uh yeah. Well, I want to play uh, 22 Rubber Bands. Just to 
the sirens will surrender the last ashes of the burning bridge have scattered there'll be a time when the newspaper strikes the front door and I don't shudder sets free the insects to sing through the night there'll be a time there'll be a time there'll be a time when the sparrows flock to the fountain and wash the wind smoke out of their wings again There'll be a time when our eyes are not too swollen to see the signs Even the sun begins as a sliver Before it climbs and there'll be a time There'll be a time Where I dreamed I painted my face To load a quiver And I fell upon my pinto Like a feather But old freedom It's a reflection that won't hold water or deliver Some are chained to paper while others vanish between the lines But there'll be a time There'll be a time There'll be a time
There'll be a time, 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 there'll be a time.
Watt for Pedro Show. 22 Rubber Bands from Steve Dawson. Joshua M. Robbins with Murder One. Trapper Shook, It Didn't Take. Eric Slick with Over It. Simon Joyner, There Will Be a Time Number Two. And then Steve Dawson and Funeral Bonsai Wedding as soon as I walk in. When does the title come in in your songwriting process? The title? Um, well, it depends. Like if I, if I come up with a good title, then if that's the thing that can start the song, but, um, most often it shows up as like somewhere during the process of, of working out the song. I'm, yeah. I, I asked that because what has to start with the title or I'm lost and like yeah. hardly anybody's like that. So that's why I asked. Well, in, in Keith Richards' book, he talks about that. Like That's he right. says, his best his best songs start with the phrase, like the line. We well, want, and once you get the line, then you kind of have the template for the song. Well, yeah, for me, it provide maybe because I'm composing a lot of times on the bass, so I, I yeah. need the focus so everything can aid in a bit and make that title, you know, become a song. Right, right. But other people, it's like a bass part. Put it on in the end. <laughs> Tack it on. <laughs> <laughs> composition part I remember this one guy said well, what do you mean write a song on a bass why didn't you use a kick drum or cymbals <laughs> you know, but, but whatever uh, I, I'm just interested in that and and then yeah. talk a little about this job you got teaching songwriting yeah so there's a place in Chicago called the Old Town School of Folk Music that goes back to the 50s um, that was started uh, by a guy named Frank Hamilton and a guy named Wynn Strachey that uh, were folk singers. And they invited people into their living room to sort of teach guitar. And their first their first guest teacher was Big Bill Brunzi, Whoa. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So Big Bill showed, I think, showed a little group of people how to do that E-Blues shuffle. <laughs> and uh, and the school was born. And it's it's sort of like just blossomed over the time, John Prine learned to play guitar at the Old Town School. Yeah. Roger McGuinn, I think Roger McGuinn learned to play banjo at the school. Um, so I started teaching there about 10 years ago. Um, I started out teaching guitar classes, just basic, you know, DGA guitar one classes, and then started teaching uh, songwriting, which is more like uh, what we were saying, which is just sort of, it's creative writing with music, like, and letting people sort of like open up to the idea that everyone is musical and that uh, everyone is creative and, and just trying to find a way to express themselves through music. And uh, it's been really rewarding and, and eye-opening and um, yeah, I really love it. You think, I know you're teaching students, right? But you think yeah. about, about, in that process, the students in a trippy way might be teaching you something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I've learned a lot about, um, well, I think the biggest one is that maybe before this, I thought it was a rarefied thing that people that wrote songs were sort of like this rare breed of people. And maybe that was a little narcissistic, but... Um, after taking the classes, or after leading the classes, I should say, um, 
it really does seem like almost anybody, if they open up to it, can write a song. And in some cases, write really good songs. So it's not, um, yeah, it's different than I, than I thought prior to doing this. So the learning was in the doing. Yeah, yes, very much so. Yeah, so theory only gets you so far, people. You got to put the boat in the water and see if it floats. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> We're at the end of the second hour, June 23, 2021, Dish Wapito Show special guest, Steve Dawson. Hold tight for hour three. June 23, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Well, my great-grandfather left Saskatchewan for California. Yeah, my great-grandfather left Saskatchewan for California. For the warmth of the sun And the smell of the ocean And my grandpa took a job as a teacher In New Mexico Yeah, my grandpa took a job as a teacher In New Mexico it was the height of the depression There was nowhere else to go
Now when the year of the dragon meets the year of the goat, be some goat for breakfast, that's all she wrote. The year of the tiger, I'll be leaving town. By the year of the horse, I might be back around. And then by the year of the rabbit, I'm gonna kick this mean drug habit. I'm gonna buy you a music box, then I'll be gone. But the year of the monkey, that's a hell of a year Tell you all about it if you come over here If you come over here If you come over here If you come over here
Liberty provides its own hell. Sadness provides its own hell. Party becomes a But it doesn't seem to 
and away Cause it's all just the same Half the same Whispered something that I 
some freshmen formed a choir by the barricades and sang to the liquor store fire. Distant sense of fear. We spent that whole summer in a room playing her husband's 45s and drinking dollar beer. A pause in a life now ready to resume. So I became the liar And I saw it all clearly In the light of the liquor store fire Serve whiskey, rum and wine Exploding into flames The sky was sick with sweet ash and booze And over in the haze of lights The owner sobbed and prayed Surrounded by mics from the TV news As the flames were rising higher That girl disappeared The night of the liquor store fire
Watch for Pedro Show start off the third hour with Dolly Varden, Saskatchewan to Chicago. And I got to play there, Saskatoon. Summertime, oh, some big fucking, I know it's heavy weather most time, but sweaty ass summer. I got bit really, there's a folk festival up there. Also, Winnipeg's okay. got a big one, right? And me and Kay did a dose gig. They, you know, yeah, acoustic guitars and fiddles, but hey, what about two electric basses? Wow. Uh, yeah, open minds, right? It's okay. Cool. It's okay. So, uh, acoustic wind from Port Sh- Sunshine out of Hamburg. Sam Bennett from Tokyo, Year of the Monkey. Actually, he's originally from Birmingham, said Rostown, who ended up for a lot of years in Chicago. I recommend uh, John Zwed's book. It's a trip that goes into his uh, uh, Chicago years big time. Manuel Armida from Yellowknife. That's where he is right now up in Canada. He's actually from Mexico. To Quiet Resign, Bucket of Black. Tim Hohouse out of England with even acoustic. And the night of the liquor fire. Steve Dawson and Funeral Bonsai Wed. Yeah, you know, I was reading you. Like you went, there was a, there was three different storefronts and each one had a different word. Funeral, Bonsai, and Wed. Oh, it was, a, it was one uh, florist, one flower shop I used to pass, and okay. three windows in the florist shop. That's it, that's it. Yeah. See, I fuck up everything, Steve. <laughs> I get a little bit right. But... Okay, so this this association, you just thought, man, that's a bad name. Not, yes, as, not, as, not as good as eyes, but almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> We had eyes, but it didn't. They weren't clever enough to have a Z. In fact, Don Bonebreak, the drummer for X, that's his first band, and their big really? song. I wouldn't shit you. In fact, the singer Joe Ramirez ended up in Idaho, but their big song was called "Blow Up Disneyland." It's on Yes LA. And nice. You can imagine what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, this new this new album you got uh, under the tree with the branch, <laughs> something. I said it wrong. At the, at the bottom of a canyon in the branches of a tree. Yeah. Now, yeah. was this baby recorded all during the situation, last 13, 16 months? Yeah, pretty much. I have a home studio, and I, I did the whole thing. I had started it before, but I really uh, sort of put the nose to the grindstone over the last, yeah, during the during the pandemic, yeah. And uh, you had other people play, or were you man alone? Were you uh, this, one, this one's... Basically all me. It's a, okay. I'm playing everything on it. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm curious because, you know, a lot of one-man bands, like, for example, Stevie Wonder, Dave Grohl, uh, Prince, they, they start with the drums. What did you start with? I usually started with one guitar, like a rhythm guitar, and uh, laid down the the basic structure and then put drums. Okay. Did you find that? So with, are you a drummer, man? I try. I, mean, I, I love playing drums. I love it, and I've gotten better at it. Okay. But I'm not. I, I would never call myself a drummer, but I love. I love playing. Are you the drummer on this record? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you're a drummer, man. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so Stevie would play late. Like those tracks were drums first. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that's the way all three of those guys. That's how they did it. They would play on the uh-huh. drums, and then and Prince did the same thing, and. Dave Grohl's first album. And we he just, let another guy play on the second one, but he didn't like the way he played, so he just went and replaced all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, hey. It's weird about drums, right? I can't be the front man. Why can't you? It's so weird. I, I, 
I've really been a champion for drummers because, you know, a lot of what we do is rhythm music. And to call them yes. stupid and not musicians, it's just terrible. Oh, anyway. that's, yeah, that's not my experience. The drummers usually are the... Heart of the band, right? Last 20 yeah, years, um, I've had them in the front, on the lip of the stage now. That was right, a big fuck right. up the Minutemen did. George Hurley should never been the man in the rear with a bunch of gear. Mm, should have been right yeah. up front, right in the face. Like, here's the beat, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> How lo however long it takes. Okay, going back a little. Breath. There is no time 
Bye. 
I sat in the front room for hours and hours With Tiffany, the one-handed cheerleader Her long red hair tangled with mine The moon shone Stood on her tiptoes and kissed my cheek I could not breathe, I could not speak I sang that song at the top of my lungs Oh, but sooner or Too late, too late. 
Live from Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Steve Dawson, Funeral Bonsai Wedding. How lo- however long it takes. Then Dan Jones in the squ- out of uh, Kansas City. Uh, this demo he made for his band, The Squids, Crater Kids. Then Nick Hoffman after that. Blues for Julius and Abdul. Uh, Red All Over from Flight Risk. Yeah, out of Milwaukee. Great label, JMY Music. Uh, building a better reality. Uh, compilation, better thing. That's where I got that stuff from. And then finally, Ezra Pound and the Big Wood River by Steve Dawson and Funeral Pods I Wed. Ezra. Ezra's a, talk about complicated human. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Kanto's beautiful shit, and then he loses his fucking head. All that Mussolini shit. The interesting thing, the reason that, that made me want to write that song is that, I mean, I lived in Haley, Idaho as a teenager, and no one ever, I mean, he, Ezra Pound was born there in Haley, Idaho, the little tiny town. No one ever talked about it. It was not a known thing. I found this out because I I got a book on Ed, Ezra Pound at some point in college, and it said, born in Haley, Idaho. And I was like, wait, what? But, you know, he was banished because as, as a traitor. So he, um. You they, know, you know about Mountain Home? It's near Boise. Yeah, yeah. There's a writer man from there named Richard McKenna who wrote, he only wrote one book, The Sand Pebbles. Me and Dee Boone's favorite, they made a Steve McQueen movie out of it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sly uh, Stone said, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. And there's people who think they got it all figured out by just knowing some factoid. People are dynamic things. And they can do all kinds of stuff in their life that can really be happening and then, like, yeah, be really terrible. So... And just to get all know-it-all over the, just this little bits of stuff that you make, uh, not you, but one can make uh, these big, uh, I don't know, pronouncements. It's just bullshit. Yeah. It's just bullshit. So, um, so you said you started this record actually before. So you already had the tunes written? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I guess I would would have written them in probably 2019 for the most part. Now, are you a man with a spiral book of lyric? I keep, yeah, I keep a book. Uh, it's just a, like a sketchbook. I use it as a blank, a blank sketchbook for use it for writing. Yeah. But it also can be like a resource. Like I need some words and, yeah. and you can go That's into good. this thing, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Wh- what about this thing? A lot of cats, and and even what I don't do it with the leash, but I do it with a little Sony recorder. Do you, like vo- voice memo? Oh yeah, hundreds of them. Okay, but, that's. Know, like, I was talking to some people. We have this little songwriting monthly songwriting get together, and the dumbest thing is you make all these voice memos, but you don't name any of them. So it's just like voice memos one through. Yeah, but what what learned about that? Would you give it a date and a time? <laughs> you got to, but I, I still. <laughs> I still stupidly don't. So I, you yeah, know, that's I can... not, that's the only way. And I did it with my pictures too. It's the only way to make sense of this shit when you got a buttload oh, of them. Right, I know. But man, like the older days, that great lick, it's gone forever. Right, <laughs> right. So that's when, or you just have to keep playing it over that, and over. That, that's right? the only way it lived. 
Yeah. <laughs> you didn't beat it into the muscle memory. Bye bye. <laughs> it's yeah. not even like hosta. It's like sayonara, man. Matinee. So I'm just curious about that. Look, Steve, if people want to find you on the internet, where would they go? Um, Steve Dawson music.com is, is uh, probably the spell it for them. Uh, S T E V E D A W S O N music M U S I C.com. Yeah. Great. And from there, you probably got links to all of the other. Yeah. It's, uh, we're on, I'm on Bandcamp and yeah. wherever, uh, everywhere else. The corporate telephone poles. We like to staple flyers to. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. But I'm so glad because having your own website is like having your own fanzine. Kind of, yeah. Well, there's no filter, no no uh, right. gatekeeper. That's right. what I mean. Uh, and, and your next plan, uh, uh, you know, things are opening up. You got, uh, and I saw there's some gigs. Yeah, starting to play some shows. And hopefully, I, I'm not going to do any touring this year, but hopefully um, in the new year, start to get out, out and about and play some more. And, uh, do you, are, are you already, you know how we are, the guys who make records. Yeah, you get one done, but then you start, <laughs> have you started on the next one? Oh, yeah, I have, I already have most of a re new record made. I made, <laughs> I was aiming, I was aiming to have this one be a double LP, but then uh, people just told me, like, in this day and age, that's just a really stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. People say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think anything you do is going to be happening. I really look forward to it. So when you oh, come man. out with the new stuff, come back on. Let's play it and talk about it, Steve. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. People, yeah. June 23, 2021 edition of Walk Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.